Thanks for listening to Westminster Insider. We'll get started right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's episode is presented by Lloyd's Banking Group. Everyone deserves a safe place to call home. That's why Lloyd's Banking Group has championed the social housing sector for decades, supporting more than 340 housing associations across the UK. Okay, here we go. And I do hereby declare that Genevieve Victoria Kitchen, also known as Jen Kitchen, of the Labour Party, is duly elected. Wow, Rishi Sunak is not going to be happy about that. It's 4.18am. I'm standing in the middle of a very warm sports hall. Everyone around me is packing up, ready to go home. Their work here is done. A new Member of Parliament has been chosen. I am, of course behind the scenes at the Wellingborough by-election. Now, over the last month, I have spent more hours in this constituency than I can count. It's been rainy, windy and gloomy. But I, like the many candidates in this race, was not deterred. Their motivation came from winning. Mine came from impressing my new co-host, Sasha O'Sullivan, who joined the Westminster Insider team last month and decided she'd come along for the ride. Aggie and I trudged the streets of Northamptonshire. We met most of the candidates and asked all the most important questions on this, the latest hard-fought by-election. Unbelievably, this was the 20th by-election since Britain last went to the polls in 2019. The 21st in Kingswood happened last night too. This is a record in a single parliament. And every time one happens, it feels like every political journalist in the country descends. Telegraph, Observer, Guardian, BBC, local BBC, Sky, Northampton, Chronicle, local paper. Once the votes have been cast, the result has been called and a new MP elected. Everyone in Westminster becomes obsessed with what these tens of thousands of votes in this particular corner of the country could mean for a general election. And let's face it, we're no different. Because the things we heard here in Wellingborough are exactly the type of things that look likely to define the general election. Everyone, and I mean everyone, in this constituency seemed fed up with the by-election, fed up with being vox-popped and fed up with politics in general. You're voting for who's going to be less rubbish, as it were. The high street's failing, no-one's looking after it. I can't do anything about the immigrants coming in. That's the one thing what annoys me. So if you voted for Labour, it would be because you're cross Boris Johnson's gone rather than pleased Keir Starmer's here. Now we know the result, but the journey to get here has told us so much more than just who Wellingborough wanted as its next MP. And that's the story we're going to tell today. 
I mean, we're telling the constituents of Wellingborough that this is an opportunity to send a message to the government. People started saying this is going to be an acid test for reform. Have you seen where the national polls are right now? <laughs> we're 20% behind in the national polls. Don't trust politicians anymore or sick of them? Yeah. Don't blame you. From Politico, I'm Aggie Chambray. And I'm Sasha O'Sullivan. And this week on Westminster Insider, we're reading out our by-election diary and asking what the people of Wellingborough can tell us about the big political battles still to come. Sixteenth of October, twenty twenty-three. At just after eleven a.m., the report from the House of Commons authorities dropped. Veteran Conservative MP Peter Bone, who'd been the Wellingborough MP since 2005, was found by an independent panel to have committed many varied acts of bullying and one act of sexual misconduct against a staff member. Was accused of bullying and harassing a member of his Bone staff. denied the accusations, but the panel's recommendation was that he be suspended from the House of Commons for six weeks. Defiant but fading away from public life. MPs voted to suspend the Conservative veteran MP Peter Bone. Eyes have it. Under Parliament's so-called recall laws, because Bone was suspended for more than 10 sitting days, his constituents, as they were then, were given a choice. To keep him or to roll the dice. A recall petition was launched and they chose the dice. Face yet another by-election. Another by-election. So Peter Bone has never stood down. The recall petition was successful, so he lost his this seat. This is Alison Bagley. She's a reporter for the local paper North Ants Telegraph and has been covering the patch for 35 years. The local Conservative Association had a shortlist of candidates. One of them was a porridge entrepreneur, as far as I can tell. And one of them appeared to be some sort of exorcist for the Church of England. So it's quite an eclectic mix of people. And Helen Harrison. And she's the only one that was a local councillor. Now, it is of course true that Helen Harrison is a local councillor. But perhaps more significantly, Helen Harrison is also the partner, the girlfriend, as pretty much every newspaper report has emphasised, of disgraced former MP Peter Bone. She asked me, you know, please don't call me Peter Bone's girlfriend. I'm 51. I'm his partner. Just as the campaign began, Alison Bagley secured a sit-down with Harrison. Alison. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thanks, Alison. How's the, how's the past few weeks been for you? Look, I am not saying this went badly, but Harrison has barely spoken to another journalist since. I'm um, a professional woman who's, you know, I'm a chartered physiotherapist. I've worked in the NHS. I've run my own business. Uh, in terms of politics, I've fought two previous parliamentary elections in Ashfield uh, and in Bolsover. Bolsover, I got the second best Conservative result in the country in 2017. I think I've proved myself politically and locally. I've absolutely proved myself. This may be true in some quarters, but in Wellingborough's town centre, her professional credentials are not the first thing voters think of. The Conservative candidate is um, obviously affiliated to Peter Bowen, and so I'm not sure whether I want to vote. But I haven't actually decided. Are you normally a Tory voter? Yeah. OK. And so you're just not sure whether... because the, Were you sure. upset about the Peter Bowen? Very, very, very upset, yeah. I think his girlfriend standing is 
nepotism of the highest order. I really hope she's just given a real hiding because it, it's just awful decision making. Probably wrong if he's done that, what he did and this, that and the other. But we're all done things like that through the year. Well, not that, but smack girls' bums and this, that and the other. <laughs> I mean, that was a thing when <laughs> we were growing up. Moving very swiftly on. Okay, we're just walking up to a canvassing session uh, on what day of the campaign is it? We've got 24 days to go. Okay, 24 days to go. We are about to meet Labour candidate Jen Kitchen. Hello. Hi, I'm Aggie, so nice to meet you. you. I'm Sasha. Jen Kitchen is only 28. You're 28, when else do you get a chance like this? Until recently, she worked for a children's health charity, but quit when she became the candidate. When we saw her, she immediately showed off the Taylor Swift friendship bracelets she'd made for her team and offered us hand warmers. Thank you so much. No one else gave these. When the recall petition was launched, Labour candidate Jen Kitchen was on her honeymoon. An official rang her up to suggest she come back quickly because the party was about to select a candidate. I was on a beach in Suffolk with my two dogs, fish and chips in my hand and like wind like this going all over the place saying, um, it's kicking off. And I was like, to my husband, I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have to go. Since that moment, she hit the streets. Kitchen and her team tried to speak to 1,000 people a week over the course of the campaign. Labour were very clear that they were not complacent. But even at this point, a month or so before the polls opened, there was an, an air about them. Everybody is like, oh, you're gonna win. Well, actually, it's not a guaranteed thing. We were door knocking in a new built housing estate, Stanton Cross. So a lot of people around here are coming up for like their mortgage renewal. There's a lot of young professionals that may kind of live or live here, but maybe work in London. But also, um, a lot of people that work from home around here because the way the pandemic changed it. Got a lot of young families around here as well. Okay, and so is this a sort of pro Labour area? What 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 percentage of people are you finding pro Labour in this in this area that you've taken us to? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily have thought they were pro Labour before we started the campaign, but it's kind of clear that you know, with uh, the Liz Trust mortgage run and all that kind of stuff, actually people are, are looking for something different. What's coming up most on the doorstep for you? We have a lot of people talking to us about healthcare and access to dentists and. GP appointments and we don't actually have an urgent care centre here we don't have an ambulance station here we used to have four hospitals we now only have kind of one but it's not an urgent care centre people are concerned about the town centres about their high streets some of the high streets feels like they're really left behind now look obviously it's in Labour's interests to point to the town's failings but what Jen Kitchen told us mirrored what we heard on the high street it's a poor working class town that hasn't been treated very well the high street's failing no one's looking after it but if you see around here in Wallingborough, it's not really uh, progressed anyway. You know, all the shops and businesses closing down. Mostly if you say all around here is just hairdressers, takeaways. There's no real jobs. What about the things that matter in Wellingborough? Like a lot of people have kind of talked about the state of the high street. I'd probably say the littering. This play, I mean, you look around now, like you can see tons of litter. The whole floor is basically just pure chewing gum. A uh, serious knife problem, uh, tons of gangs, a lot of homeless people around here. I don't know, I feel like m- people are just leaving. Like Everyone's just going to yeah. Rushton Lakes, Norwich, or just moving out of Wellingborough overall. Um, okay, so we are just wandering down Wellingborough Market Street. There's charity shops, there's some shutter shops. It won't be Conservatives. Okay. Who do I you do normally, know that. Who you do can't know? vote Labour. Oh no. We met K 
Kenny and Pete. Who told us how they so, plan so to vote. No, I'm not. I'm not anything. But I wouldn't vote Labour. Definitely not. I never said a word. Kenny is 83 and Pete is 79. They've lived in Wellingborough, up Jubilee Crescent, all their lives. Now, you might be able to tell from listening to them that they have known each other since they were kids. Kenny was friends with Pete's older brother when they were growing up as neighbours. Well, to be honest with you, we still wanted Boris in. But, uh, so you're upset about Boris going? Uh, yeah, I can't see why they went against him because everybody was going against the Covid all over the country, weren't they? So, you know, something nothing to me. And, and what do you think of Keir Starmer? Not a lot. Not a lot. So if you voted for Labour, it would be because you're cross Boris Johnson's gone rather than pleased Keir Starmer's here. You'll get the Labour Party and this, that and the other, and it'll still be the same. And if you don't vote Tory, any chance you'll vote for reform? No. Is that... that... The only thing I'm I'm against is this... um, They can't do anything about the immigrants coming in. That's the one thing what annoys me. Because, you know, they... English people struggle to get on. But who do you blame for the issues? Who can you blame? They're doing what they can. They're giving the French all this extra money. The French aren't doing what they're paying, stopping them coming over, are they? So what's the point? It doesn't matter who goes in that chair. After this general or general election, it'll still be the same. North of Wellingborough Town, on a quiet residential street, the Lib Dem candidate is clear who's to blame. Literally everyone. I'm not a politician and we're all angry with what's happening in politics. At the moment, we're not being heard or represented. And Northamptonshire has had so much scandal that a lot of people I knock on the doors are saying, are just saying I'm not voting. They're all the same. We went door knocking with Lib Dem candidate Anna Savage Gunn two weeks before the constituency went to the polls. Postal votes had just been sent out. She wore a big yellow coat, steel capped boots, and green horn rimmed glasses. She used to have pink glasses, but she sat on them. While she looks like a classic Lib Dem, there is more to Savage Gunn than meets the eye, as her um, unusual name suggests. I was a. Um a police officer in Northamptonshire and ended up being a firearms officer and um, uh, was a supervisor of the firearms team, the tactical firearms team. So walking here um, in the cold like this and not lying in a ditch, being rained on for, you know, 12 hours, waiting for an armed robbery to occur, it feels like a walk in the park. They approached me and asked me to... um, if I'd consider it. And um, and I thought there'd be plenty of people here wanting to do it, the Liberal Democrats. But unfortunately, there wasn't anybody. And then the Lib Dems messaged you and said, sorry, it's you. No, they said, congratulations, it's you. And I was like, ooh, what have I let myself in for? <laughs> the Labour candidate we met days earlier was surrounded by activists and experienced press officers. Anna, on the other hand, was alone. I've got my own car with us sticker a little um uh poster in the back window and so yes it's just me knocking on doors and delivering letters personal letters to people do you go out campaigning every day no okay how often um well about every other day see as a candidate you've got to work out how much effort do you put in it because effort reward um so i'll put in as much time as i can spare you know, if I stood more of a chance, if I had more money, like the Labour candidate, 
then yeah, I'd be here every single day. I might as well just knock every door and see. Why not? Good morning. Yeah. Have you voted, sweetie? Have you voted? Yeah. Have you? Oh, your postal yeah. vote. Yeah, you've done it already? Okay, great. Thank you. Hi there, I'm Anna Gunn, I'm the Liberal Democrat. Are you going to be voting on the 15th? No. Why is that? Um, I don't know. We watched Savage Gunn try to convince a woman in her 30s, a young mother, that she should bother voting at all. You don't trust politicians anymore? No. Or no. Sick of them? Yep. Don't blame you. I'm not a politician. I used to be a police officer in Wellingborough. I was always interested in politics yeah. before and now I just find it depressing. Mm -hmm. I believe in using your vote but at the minute I don't think that whichever way I voted it's going to make any difference. You don't so think it's I going to be heard? No. Politicians think they know better how we live our lives and how we should live our lives and how they can make decisions for us but they don't live our lives and they live oh. in a small bubble, a lot of them, yeah. of they're very, very lucky financially and things. And it's like yeah. their attitude towards people who don't have money. Like for instance, recently there was a thing came out where Rishi said, oh, I fast for like 36 hours a day, knowing full well that there are people out there who can't afford to eat. Every time he goes out and does something, He's almost kicking people in the teeth again, and he's just missing the point every time. People are just frustrated, and they just don't believe anything's going to change or anything's going to happen, which is sad. The Lib Dem pitch here in Wellingborough is surprisingly similar to that of another, smaller party campaigning down the road. I'm triggered, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm triggered by the direction of travel of the country. I'm really worried about the country. Yes, Reform you know, UK's Ben Habib is another reluctant politician. High. Taxes are post-World War II high, public service is completely broken, 20% of the workforce surviving on a subsistence level, and I fear the direction the country's heading in. Ben Habib is short, slight, softly spoken, and even declared himself shy. Nigel Farage, he is not. His team were wearing hats with his name on, but... Kate Hoey came up and she said, you look like Donald Trump, take it off. <laughs> Ben Habib and his press officer Matt Stevens drove us to Rushton, one of the two towns in the constituency. Can I just ask, what's coming up most on the doorstep? Is it cost of living? Co cost of living, immigration. Immigration's been, I'd say, the number one issue on the doors, along with yeah. the cost of living, of course, uh, and the NHS. Yeah, People I... are furious about immigration, Sarah. Right, we're here, I think. Mm. Okay. So... Look at that, my yeah. God, look oh, at wow. that. Oh, wow, oh, my Check God. It out. As we pulled up, we seemed to have inexplicably arrived at a house with not one... Not two, not even three, but four reform signs outside. We didn't plan that, by the way. <laughs> sure. I'm just going to put the Anne Whittacombe leaflet through. I think she knows who we are, and he knows who we are. Is this what you do when you need a morale boost after lots of no's? <laughs> I, don't know what it, I don't know what it's like to get a no. <laughs> and when did you start door knocking? Like two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. But Jen Kitchen's been doing it since, what, November? I mean, are you cross with yourself for not starting sooner? No, not at all. No, I mean, the ground game that the Labour Party has and the Conservative Party, if they put their minds to it, is always going to be a lot better than our ground game, an insurgent party, because they've been fighting elections in this area for decades. So they virtually know 
how every single household is going to vote. They already know it. So for them, the challenge isn't converting them to your position. The challenge for them is just getting them out to vote. Mm. And the challenge, therefore, for Jen and what she needs to achieve is to make sure that those people who are diehard Labour voters actually come out on the day and vote. And my challenge is slightly bigger. I've got to convert people to our position. They need to know who I am. And then they need to come out to vote. And that's why an insurgency is so difficult. Hello there, we're campaigning Hi. for the bar election, Ben Hadid. Good morning. No, I don't believe in any of them. You oh. don't believe it? Not even in us? We're a new party. Nothing. Nothing? They promise the earth and give you nothing. Well, can well, we give I, you this? Can ben? I give you yeah. a leave? Come and listen to me tomorrow night. Do you know Anne no, Whittacombe? No. Are you a Brexiteer? No. No? Okay. I don't believe in any of them. Okay. I vote you for Boris. Yeah. yeah. He's let us all down. The Conservatives have broken Britain. They've failed us. You know, you... This is Matt Stevens again, the press officer who's just turned 20. Voted for one thing and they've delivered another, so... Exactly, so I've finished with them. Yeah. That's not us. So have a look at this. Ben is standing for reform. We believe the Tories have completely betrayed us. So have a look at that. And if you want to send the Tories a message that enough's enough... And this, of course, was the argument reform were trying to make. They were looking to prove that like the Brexit party in those post-referendum years, and like UKIP before that, they can sweep the votes from disillusioned Conservatives and some from Labour to maybe, just maybe, find themselves with some representatives in Parliament. I think there's a real chance I'll win this seat. People started saying, well, this is going to be an acid test for reform. Can reform actually deliver? You know, can they make an impact in a by-election? Wellingborough became, you know, a litmus test for Reform UK. Of course, if this was the litmus test, Tories will genuinely... Some Tory MPs very much think that it's sort of going to... You guys are going to let Labour in through the back door. The only people who have let Labour in is the Conservative Party for failing the country. Yeah, failing the country, absolutely. I think we uh, we pose a very big threat to the Conservative Party. After the break, we'll do our best to track down the um, elusive Conservative candidate and we'll take you behind the scenes at The Count. Stay with us. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A message from Lloyds Banking Group. Lloyds Banking Group has championed social housing for decades. It provides finance, expertise and guidance to more than 340 housing associations across the UK. These range from small local associations of several hundred homes to much larger regional associations responsible for tens of thousands of properties. Each has an important role to play in their community to help people find a safe place to call home. Improving access to quality and affordable homes is central to Lloyds Banking Group's commitment to helping Britain prosper. That's why Lloyds Banking Group is calling for one million more homes to be made available for social rent over the next decade. (laughs) 
as you might have noticed, politicians seeking election are normally quite keen on publicity. But just 10 days before voters went to the polls in Wellingborough, the Tory candidate, Helen Harrison, was keeping a very low profile. At this stage, she still only had done one single interview with her local paper, and unlike Labour, big-name politicians were not coming to support her campaign. Really, there's not been a kind of a big razzmatazz kind of hoo-ha, the same that has been for other candidates, for Helen Harrison. Um, she's been very low-key. This is local journalist Alison Bagley again. The only person that we know that's been along is Pretty Patel. And even though I saw Helen and her team the morning of the visit, um, they didn't say to me, oh, Alison, do you want to come along? So um, it's been quite awkward. We tried to speak to Helen Harrison via the normal route, Conservative Party headquarters. When we were put through to the right person, they said, not now, maybe later. But later, the answer was still no. Now, why on earth could it be that the partner of the disgraced ex-MP is not keen to speak to the media? It's a mystery, I guess. But good news. We found out she was going to debate the other candidates the weekend before the polls opened. The debate was held inside a church on the Queensway estate just outside of town. Reform's Ben Habib was the first to arrive. He sat in the corner in a plastic classroom chair. As the others arrived, Labour's Jen Kitchen and the Lib Dems' Anna Savage Gunn, they pulled up chairs and formed a semicircle and seemed to talk predominantly about how tired they all were. Ben Habib, of course, told me about a new poll that had him on course to win, but everyone else told me that it was a two-horse race between the Tories and Labour. But Labour officials were extremely keen to talk down victory expectations and make sure that I knew they were absolutely one million percent not complacent. Yeah. There are 11 candidates. We have six of them here. And I want to kick things off by getting a sense of uh, what you're all about. And we're going to do it in three words. Helen Harrison for the Conservatives. Three words, please. I listen, I campaign and I deliver. Okay, and Jen Kitchen for Labour. Thank you. Um, a fresh start. And Anna Savage Gunn for the Liberal Democrats. Integrity, action, and ownership. Ben Habib, Reform UK. I can do it in two. Rule Britannia. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, are we actually standing outside? We can do it. We can do it wherever you want. I can, I can carry a coke. When the debate was over, I seized my chance. Just as she was leaving, I grabbed a precious three minutes with the elusive Tory candidate, Helen Harrison. Everything that I'm picking up on the doorstep, um, that we're absolutely in this to win it. So uh, if I was to give you a really honest assessment, we're pretty, pretty much neck and neck with Labour. I'd say it's too close to call at this point in time. Um, but I'm confident that we've got the, the team and the effort to, that will drive our people out to vote to take I, us over the line. I, I appreciate that, but you should be winning. I mean, the majority, the majority you, is big. Why are you not doing better? Have you seen where the national polls are right now? <laughs> We're 20% behind in the national polls. That affects us here in Wellingborough. OK, so it's a Westminster problem that you're not doing better here? Yes, absolutely. Well, that's what people talk to me about on the doorstep. So the things they're frustrated about are, um, in particular, the boats, uh, the illegal boat crossings. They're furious about that. And they still, however much I try to explain to them that I believe we've got the solution, uh, they're, they're not very trusting of that at the moment. They feel like we've been saying it for a long time and we haven't done it. Um, they're, you know, 
worried about the fact that it's hard to get doctor's appointments and they need an urgent care centre here um, and you know they want to see that being delivered. Are you frustrated that you haven't had more support from the cabinet from high profile Tory MPs coming to support you? I've had loads of support um, from the, the party from top to bottom. I had a really nice letter from Rishi Sunak just the other day telling me how well I was doing and how pleased he was with the campaign. But have you had literal cabinet ministers on the ground supporting you? Have you had any? Do you know what? I, well, um, not a... Have I had any cabinet ministers? I can't remember. But do you know, it really doesn't matter because what it's about is knocking on doors and talking to people um, in their own homes and finding what they care about. If you have a minister turn up, it takes the whole day... They take up a huge amount of time. You don't get out on the doorstep. You don't get to do the things you need to do. And if you lose, is it because you've... Or has it harmed your campaign, poisoned your campaign, that you're Peter Bones' partner? No. No, categorically, no. And that hasn't come up on the doorstep? It very rarely comes up on the doorstep. And when it does, about five to one of the people who raise it are saying they're really sorry about what's happened to Peter. They don't believe the accusations against him. They think it's an awful thing that's happened. Uh, And then there's the occasional one that will have a go. And has he been out on the doorstep with you? Absolutely, of course. Unfortunately, we were not invited out door knocking with the couple, so we can't actually verify the reaction they were getting. The 15th of February, the headlines this morning. Official figures show the UK dipped into recession at the end of last year. The Chancellor said low growth wasn't a surprise. Labour says the downturn be deeply worrying for Sasha, it's Thursday morning on the 15th of February and it's the day we've been waiting for, the day that the people of Wellingborough go to the polls. It is a lovely day and we are driving around Wellingborough and we want to find some people who are trying to get out the boat. Um, right, let me text Anna and say we're here. There she is in her distinct yellow jacket. This is Anna Savage-Gunn, who we first met a few weeks ago when we came to Wellingborough. It is now polling day, and this is her final chance to get some people to vote for her. Are you knocking on doors, or are you literally just putting leaflets through? Leaflets through, but if someone's there, or I think someone's in the house, then I'll knock to remind them. How many have you delivered so far? I don't know. Let's have a look at my hand. That's about... uh, Ooh, that's about 200, <laughs> judging by the black and orange on my hands. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, we'll see you tonight. Oh, yeah, we'll see you there. tonight. We'll I'll be, be bright and sparkly. I might even shower and wash. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <Stop there. laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. See you later. Okay, I think these are activists right here. If you just park there, let's go and see if they'll let us follow them for a little bit. Um, excuse me. Hello. Are you activists? I'm kind of just interested in like what you say when you knock on the door. Oh, well, what we do, it's, it's, we have a, uh, the Labour Party's really organised about this. You introduce yourself by name and you say who you are representing, which is Jan Kitchen in this case. You ask if they vote, they voted. And if they have, you ask, do you mind telling us which party you voted for? And there's a conversation, obviously, if they voted Labour, say thanks very much. And if they haven't, you want to know what time they're going to vote, because then make them go and vote, and you find out if they know where their polling station is. And you ask them to say where it is, because then it means that they're sort of thinking about voting. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, yeah. Scientific. Yeah, it's Stacey Abrahams from the Democrats has trialled this sort of thinking and it's to make voters kind of go out and vote. Uh, Okay, I think that is a ginormous reform bus. I think we are about to get on that. 
it's pretty much papered over completely with the aqua blue of reform. Um, it's got a big sign saying it's reform. Ben Habib looks like he's about to get on it. They said they've been out all day. I wonder what this will look like. Good afternoon, folks. It's time to vote in the incredibly important Wellingborough by-election. This is being seen as a referendum on the government, so please do vote. Vote today. Whatever you do, vote. Even if you choose not to vote, sensibly as it would be for Reform UK, do vote. Good afternoon, sir. Will you be voting today? Have you voted? Funny enough, we've done that tour now about three or four times, haven't yeah. we? The reception was a lot better first time round. What a difference a year makes as polls close in two by-elections. Uh, the verifi verification process has already started and the boxes should be arriving. The Conservatives are pretty gloomy, uh, Labour are pretty optimistic. My name's Harry Horton, political correspondent at ITV News. We just spoke to Labour person. Where do you think they're at currently? I think they are uh, quietly confident without trying to say it too explicitly. Um, but I, I think the Conservatives and Reform have said to me that they're quite impressed by Labour's campaign in this by-election and they think they've had a pretty big presence. And certainly today, I've been walking around parts of Wellingborough. There's a lot of Labour people out and about knocking on doors and that suggests to me the party's thrown a lot at this and feels like they've got a pretty good chance of picking up this seat. And then what, what kind of sense did you get from the Tory person? Because we've just been to a Tory person who basically said, I think we're going to do it, but sort of didn't yeah. quite believe him. It was slightly strange, wasn't it? Uh, because nationally, the message from the Conservative Party is basically expectation management, we're going to lose this. But this local guy seemed to say that he thought they were going to win. Um, which is, yeah, not quite the message that I think the party's trying to send out. So the latest from Reform is they are pretty much just hoping that they will get 10%, um, but their real aim is to kind of get their name recognition up and really get a bit of cut through in advance of the general election later this year. So the overall turnout for the Wellingborough constituency is 38.1%. So in terms of turnout, I think that's kind of the middle of the road. In some by-elections, you get kind of under a third. But, you know, it wasn't raining today. It was quite decent conditions for a by-election. There were the things that we've talked about. It, it's half-term, so parents looking after their kids. And there's just been a lot of disillusionment that we've had from voters here. We're now moving on to mixing and sorting the ballots, followed by the count. It's nearly 1am. Everyone's pretty confident about what's about to happen. So my prediction is that Labour will win by at least five to 6,000 votes. Labour. By how Definitely much? Definitely Labour. Uh, slide of land. Labour will win? I think it's a very strong possibility. Yes. I think we are nearly there, Sasha. We might have finally made it to the end. There's lots of the, the counters of votes sitting idly by. Right, it is 2.48. Okay, and what's the mood here? Well, I'd say it's quite quiet here at the moment. It's a bit suspenseful, I would say. <laughs> oh, my God. It's 3.37. Excuse me, do you have the time? Uh, yeah, sure, it's late. <laughs> too, late too late, too late. <laughs> Ten to four. 
Okay, here we go. I think the candidates are about to come to the podium. We've got Jen Kitchen in front, then we can see Anna Savage Gunn, Ben Habib. Helen Harrison. Yeah, there we go. And they all look like they are the candidates are heading towards the stage. <laughs> right, they're about to announce it. Chief Sheriff getting up on stage. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning and welcome. Nick the Flying Brick, the official monster raving loony party, 217 votes. <laughs> Anna Savage, Liberal Democrats, 1,422 votes. Ben Habib, Reform UK, 3,919 votes. Harrison, Helen Jane, the Conservative Party candidate, 7,408 votes. Jen Kitchen, Labour Party, 13,844 votes. I'm delighted to be stood here as the newly elected Labour MP for Wellingborough. Do you think the Conservatives should have campaigned harder in this Helen, can I just ask you, you said to me on Saturday that it was a national problem. Is it Rishi Sunak's fault that you lost? Do you think the Conservatives should campaign, should campaign harder in, your, in this constituency? Excuse me, in the water's here. Okay, Sasha, we made it. It is 5.41am and we are sat on the floor of our hotel room because... We were quite rightly kicked out of the venue. The staff wanted to go home even if we kept plugging away in our laptops. But my God, what a night. What a night indeed. I mean, I think we basically knew and Labour basically knew we think that they were going to win, even though obviously there was a lot of expectation management on all sides. But immediately the questions are going to turn to how did this happen and what does it mean for the general election? Absolutely. The other thing I think in this is how happy reform will be with this result. They took home 13%, which is higher than what they took home in the other by-election happening this evening in Kingswood, where they took over just above 10% of the vote. Exactly. And the stuff we heard on the doorstep is exactly the kind of thing that's going to be defining the next year of the general election. So... The question I asked Helen Harrison, the Tory candidate, as she was leaving the venue tonight was, whose fault is this? She didn't answer, but I think that would be the question that a lot of people are asking now. Thanks for listening to Westminster Insider with me, Aggie Chambray. And me, Sasha O'Sullivan. If you've enjoyed it, please spread the word, follow us and maybe leave us a nice review. And please don't forget, you can go back and listen to old episodes like Jack's on why by-elections matter. But before you go, I still have Sasha with me. Sasha, welcome to the podcast. I had such fun making that podcast with you. What a fantastic way to start the team. (laughs) Well, look, we just spent a month speaking to candidates. And one question we asked at one point was, tell us something weird about you. So it seems only fair to ask you the same question. Tell the Westminster Insider listeners something weird about you. Gosh, well, I don't know if it's really weird about me or if I'm just about to slag my family off here. That's fine. That's recommended on the podcast. But it's there's this kind of myth that my great-grandfather, a guy called Foxy Roger, we don't know how old he was, but we're pretty sure that he was a convict that came to Australia. 
Oh, wow. Okay, well, I would love to hear more about that. Your first kind of solo episode is out in a few weeks. So maybe maybe we'll get to hear a bit more about that then. Maybe Foxy Roger will be the inspiration. Our producers this week were Artemis Irvin and James Tindale of Whistledown Productions. And here at Politico, our executive producer is Christina Gonzalez. And our editor is Jack Blanchard. Jack will be back next week. See you soon. Bye. 